When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV show from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And this week on the podcast, we are continuing on with Audience Choice Month. Uh, all of J- you guys voted last month to pick... Uh, what movies you want to see this month. And this week we are doing The Great Gatsby uh, 2013. And we are joined uh, by uh, a fantastic guest. Uh, so happy to finally have him on. Uh, hilarious comedian, John Blair. Hello. Hilarious Welcome. comedian, Craig. That's <laughs> Thank you. Wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that introduction, and we, we certainly didn't agree on it before the podcast began. <laughs> Out of the blue and very complimentary. Yeah, Thank you, Greg. Absolutely. Uh, it's very sincere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, John is absolutely hilarious. Check out his stuff, which we'll uh, obviously put to the end. But uh, uh, yeah, so this is the great Gatsby. This is the, the Leonardo DiCaprio one, and uh, once again, surprised us with our votes. I don't know how our audience decides what, what they want to see, but um, any John, anytime we have a guest on, we do like to ask, what's your relationship with this movie? Um, I watched this movie for the first time uh, yesterday. Obviously, <laughs> I read the. I mean, I, I I read the book in high school, and I'm you know I'm familiar with you know Fitzgerald and 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 his works. And I remember at the time when this movie came out. Um, we did do a sketch about it. Actually, Joss and I did a sketch about it in Sketchersons because the big joke at the time was that for some reason this movie was in 3D. Um, and, and yeah, this movie was in 3D and no one knew why. Um, so we did a sketch where it's like, Jordan, I hear you're a, you're a, you're a whiz-bang golfer. Like, I sure am. Look at this. Like, wow, all the way out into the audience. And then like... I'm looking at that green light over there. And it's like, there's just no reason for this movie to be in 3D. Um, so watching it outside of the lens of this is this is a 3D, The Great Gatsby, um, I, was, I was very happy to discover that it was equally silly in two dimensions. Um, so that was great. It's so Didn't funny. really lose any of the extreme silliness of this movie. Yeah, no, it's so funny that you mentioned that because actually like when I was watching this, I was like, oh, there's like some weird like odd like perspective sort of thing where it almost looks like somebody's on top of something else. And I was like, it, I was like for a second, I was like, this almost looks like it was shot in 3d and this is a 2d version. And I immediately <laughs> said, but that's ridiculous. Why would this movie be in 3d? <laughs> <laughs> that's so insane. You're blowing my mind with this information. You're blowing my mind. It I came can't out believe in three that's dimensions. true. You've heard uh, of for- Art Deco. Have you heard of Art Deco in 3D? Whoa! <laughs> I forgot until the very, we were watching the credits, and the credits are, are the end titles at the end of the movie are coming out, and I feel like they're just like one 
inch right of center. And I'm like, why are the titles, the end titles of this movie slightly askew? And I was like, wait a minute, this movie came out in 3D, didn't it? And uh, that's the first time I remembered after watching the whole thing was that this was a 3D film. And I so can't they, imagine what must have like I was I was going back thinking of shots being like what in this looked good in 3D. <laughs> like that's so fun cuz when I was watching I didn't have this thought of like this was for 3D, but there were f- a few moments in the film where I was like why does this seem like it was filmed in a weird way? Like mm. there's certain moments that like jar are jarring visually and you're like it, you, it was. It looks so good, so good, so good, and then all of a sudden you're like, "What the fuck?" Like I feel like I have whiplash. I'm like, it's it's almost filmed like a fight scene in some moments when it's not, mm-hmm. but doesn't have the proper movement for your eyes to be like, "This is fine." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I think there was a few scenes where like the background and the foreground are both in focus right now, like right. made it look a little cartoony, which is weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a the, uh, wow. This is blowing my mind. Uh, but I guess like uh, I don't know for for those who haven't seen the movie, uh, Rebecca, how would you describe it? Because by the way, I also read this book in high school. I saw this movie oh, in theaters, then and fuck I did not. You, Craig, you describe. I've never read oh. the book. No, but I've never <laughs> seen the movie. I've, every time I revisit this, I have forgotten everything that happens in this movie. This is like a blank spot for me. Where like I saw it in 2013, and I was like, I remember reading the book and then watching the movie i was like i have no idea what is about to happen this is like fresh eyes i didn't take the movie in at all all right if you want me to yes! try i guess <laughs> uh i guess for those of you who uh, uh didn't uh watch it uh basically the great gatsby is the story of uh jay gatsby uh well i guess nick it starts with nick his neighbor who kind of like moves into this big uh the house in this beside this big mansion and across the bay in Long Island is his uh, cousin Daisy and her husband Tom, who are you know insanely old, rich, and uh, we figure out that the house across the thing is owned by Jay Gatsby, and there's all this like uh, conspiracy and wonder about like how is he so rich and so young, and where did his money come from, and all the rest. And we find out as it goes on that he's uh, desperately in love with Daisy uh, across the bay. And, like, his entire life has sort of been, like, trying to get rich to impress her. And yeah, that's how I clocked it. <laughs> yeah, and kind of, like, every decision or whatever. And he, like, basically is very insistent that she tell Tom that he she never loved him and to leave him and, like, create this beautiful life. And then uh, they kind of all blow up at each other. And Daisy ends up mowing down Tom's mistress with a car accidentally. And then the mistress's, Myrtle's husband, ends up killing the great Gatsby. Is that, I mean, I feel like there's probably some, like, commentary on uh, on the American dream in there that I've skimmed over. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> this is an English class, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, did that, did that... Uh, See, as I said, I forget it every time after I watch this movie. I'm like, he's he died. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you you, you nailed it for me. I mean, <laughs> there were parts of this movie where I feel like I was getting whiplash a little bit. 
And I think that's honestly because I haven't read the book. You know what this movie did for me? It made me want to read the book. That's it. Mm. I wasn't mm. like, this was a great movie or anything like that. All it did was go, oh, I should probably read that because some of that seems like it's good. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's good. It's a really, it's a really good book. It's um, it, it, There's a lot less like singing and dancing um, <laughs> in it for sure. Um yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 like a less goofy version of that story with more like insights into the meaningless excess of the jazz age and less <laughs> like Jay Z. Um. The Jay Z choice felt weird for me because I'm like, there's a lot of racism happening, mm-hmm. and then yep. you've got this hip hop over top of it, and I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, so like we'll get to our villains in a second, but like just to that point. I will defend that to, to, to the die. I know a lot of people have a problem with like putting contemporary music in historical pieces. I do not because what you're trying to convey is the mood, right? That this is like a party and it's excess and people are just are, are fucking going to the wall partying. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to hear the contemporary music or the, 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 the period specific music that made them do that. Like the that's old, gonna like, be rag like, that they're all dancing to? Yeah, yeah like, I enough, got my shoes enough. and my top coat. <laughs> like, I don't want to listen. I want to hear them rocking out to Jay-Z because I'm like, yes, that's a banger. And mm-hmm. I understand what that is. And now I'm in the mood where I'm just like, if they played like period pieces, I'd be like, this is so fucking boring. How no wonder everyone was drunk all the time. <laughs> The alcohol alcoholism is very strong yes. in this mm-hmm. movie. Very, very strong. Uh, so I guess yeah, we should probably get to who do we think the villains are in this. Well, I think Ken seems like a villain and a strong one. Like he is, he's a bad dude. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm. I almost want to argue that like kind of fuck all these people is that <laughs> does anyone else have that attitude a it's, bit of i think up? it's it's more or less the like i think that's what nick comes away with is but that everyone nick, everyone there nick, was bad but also all. nick yeah Nick's terrible all. they're all terrible <laughs> yeah no uh i would agree with that but i'm gonna say like for me like tom to me is an irredeemable villain he's a flat out like white mm. supremacist like uh like reading and promoting that sort of thing um so like he's also sleeping around with his wife like sleeping around cheating on his wife sleeping around cheating on his wife Mm -hmm. so like he's pretty irredeemable but like take a step back and gatsby's like a real fucking weirdo creep in my mind Oh, definitely. He's not, mm, like, if we were here to defend him, I'd be like, a struggle. A struggle for this man. Because, Mm -hmm. like, this narrative is so crazy to me of like he he keeps putting all these things in place like his his life is a movie and every every scene has to play out as such and if a character doesn't say the words he wants he needs them to redo like retake it basically Mm -hmm. that's so oh it's some really (laughs) chilling stuff i think honestly when he started to load up all those flowers into that room i was like first of all Give a girl a reactant first, for the love of God. Like, what are you yeah. doing? That is that's suicide, man. I couldn't be in that room for 10 seconds. What are you doing? And this whole, like, oh, we're going to 
and I, I'm just gonna come by. It would be one thing if he was like, okay, like surprise, I set this whole thing up. Okay, that's a trick that I can maybe, okay, that's fine. I could pass that. Definitely she wants to see you. It's not like you guys, you know what I mean? She pines for him. She definitely wants to see him. But this whole thing of like, I'm gonna orchestrate it. Like you set this all up and then I'm gonna come over you know, just mm-hmm. like by coincidence, that's madness. That's really like manipulative. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, he's already out of his mind. I think by the time we meet him, about <laughs> this, um, he, it's it's. I, I I thought that scene was so funny um, because like, if you watch like a modern romantic comedy where um or something where like a woman is, is uh, falls in love with like a, a a weird enigmatic rich guy he would do something like that and it would be seen as like charming whereas they present this in a in a really fun way where I'm like oh this is very weird and the man who's doing it is very weird um and, and I think like that jumping was out the- of windows and getting like caught in the rain and like yeah. like it's yeah <laughs> I like that they presented it as bad, um, which was good. Like, yeah, no, that's bad. Bad to do. Yeah, it's it's so weird that for somebody who is presented as being like so cool, like mm. the the people of New York think that Gatsby is cool. He throws the mm. best parties. He's well dressed. You know, the Leonardo DiCaprio reaching towards the the camera with like the martini glass mm. and like cheers. It's like he's so cool. And acts like such a dork. Like, he's so unconfident the whole time. I'm like, it's not the richness. It's not that they won't accept you as a rich person. It's like, you just don't have any tact, man. Like, this, you're pulling some high school shit with this. <laughs> I feel like, I'm not sure. I'd have to go back. But I feel like the most we probably got of that in the book was like, Gatsby seems agitated that afternoon. And then they decided to explode it into this hole. He's breaking <laughs> clocks and falling down and stuff like that. They're like, let's make this like goofballs to the wall here. I don't know. I'd have to go back and see. But you know, I was like, oh, agitated? You got it. Let's do it. Like, I know what Falls that looks like. His, his pants fall down. He's, uh, yeah. Um, and like, I think the most, like one of the most off-putting scenes to be for Gatsby was like when he's taking Nick for a drive mm-hmm. and he's like I bet you've heard a lot about me haven't you old sport well here's the receipts of what's really true and I was like if anybody introduced themselves to me with being like by the way this is who I am and where I've been and here's the evidence for it I'd be like you're lying yeah you're lying, the lie. <laughs> you've fabricated all this Oh my god, that's like that guy that I met on the boat. The banana guy, the banana boat guy. He kept just lining up lot. He kept being like, "Yeah, like I own like I own like three gas stations and I have this place in like Bermuda and you know, I go to Rome every year." I'm like, "We paid you $100 for the afternoon, sir. I do not believe anything you're saying right now." Until he's like, "And I'm also divorced." And I was like, "Well, that's the one. <laughs> We're just playing three lies and a truth right now." <laughs> you got to you got to sprinkle the real ones in. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, from now on, I'm referring to that guy as the mediocre Gatsby. <laughs> 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 I am not a boot. I am not a bootlegger from the 1920s. I own a boat, three gas stations, and am divorced. I am the mediocre <laughs> Gatsby. <laughs> 
But what's crazy to me is this Mick guy is like, even at the end of this story, he's like, this man's hope was so beautiful. I'm like, the first thing he did to you was puke lies all over you. <laughs> like, how do you still believe this man's awesome? I think Tobey Maguire was such a good choice in retrospect for the casting of Nick Carraway, who is just such a passive nothing of a human being and who, and who just does nothing but like stare at people with mild interest for really long shots. Yes. And just the, the whole time it's like, hmm, okay. <laughs> like, this guy looks pretty rich. Wow. I guess he's sort of sad. I hope you don't die later. Bye. (laughs) And then in the end, he's like, I went mad. I'm like, how? I don't think anything that happened affected you in any way. (laughs) Yeah, and he kind of goes on this thing about like, oh, like everyone's awful. I see everyone as awful now, except for that one man that died. So now everyone's awful. And it's like... Yeah, dude, you're hanging out with fucking rich people. Of course, that's your takeaway. (laughs) Go hang out with some middle class people. You'll feel better, okay? The the framing device um, uh, of like, the, okay, so this was new to the movie. Is the framing device that the the book is a book that that Nick is writing in a psychiatric hospital. That's yeah. that's that's pure Baz, baby. That's that's new. Oh, is um, it? okay. Yeah, okay. but um, like the the book was written from Nick's perspective, but uh, but this was like write a book and see how you feel. <laughs> it was like if the doctor was hoping to get any insight into Nick from that book, he did not get it because it was a very long story about a bunch of people that Nick knew. And then there was one line on like the last page that was like, "Later, I got depressed." And that's it. Like, the doctor probably read the whole book and was like, well, that gave me nothing. Great. Thanks. Did your mother hug you when you were young? Like, what? (laughs) That's more of the stuff I was interested in. Buddy, you're barely in this. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, it felt like the movie really wanted us to know it was a book first. Oh, yeah. That's what it felt like. It felt like, huh? You were doing it? Sometimes letters would fly around like snow and then begin to form words. (laughs) Ooh, this must have been a book. Yeah. Yeah. That's typewriter text right there, (laughs) if I know anything. (laughs) It's so funny, though, because rewatching this, I was just struck by this this very strong impression that I was like, yeah, whoever wrote this story is definitely the kind of guy who marries a Zelda. Like, that was just, I don't, that's not a criticism of the movie or the story. I was just like, this guy married a Zelda. Like, that's. uh, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Not not big Zelda Fitzgerald fans here, I guess. No. Okay. <laughs> That's for one of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It's. Uh, I mean, I, I do think that there is something in there. I think Nick has a reason to hate people. In that, like, the only people who really suffer any consequences are the poor people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it's kind of a thing about how the rich can do whatever they want and just like bulldoze other people and suffer no consequences from it. Um, so like, I could see that being sort of like mentally taxing, I'll say. 
to have like partied with people all summer and then then mm-hmm. be like, yeah, and then we were hit and run, so we're out of here. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably should have known it wasn't going to be good. We were coming in defending a bunch of 1920s men. It's always tough. Yeah. Tough stuff, yeah. you know? Have it's we... really hard to find that that soft angle on these very hard characters. Mm. Like have we have we settled on a on a on someone to try and defend here yet or <laughs> oh are we still kind of circling it? <laughs> no, it feels more like some people are right sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um like for okay, for, so for Tom, Tom is very clearly like the main villain, right? Mm-hmm. He is the main villain, and he is a very bad man. Okay, yeah. he's very right. Ra- he's racist with a capital K. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's just the worst. He drops a lot of very chilling facts, or not facts. Oh my god, facts to him. Okay, facts sure, to him. Sure. In his mind, he's like, "This is a bit of knowledge for you," and you're like, "Well, that is incorrect, blatantly." <laughs> um, but let's just say, let's hold in on a few moments for this guy because there's one thing that he does that's like, "Oh, this is so sinister that this man's done this," and I'm kind of like, "Well." At this moment, he did really think that Gadsby killed that woman. Oh, which is telling George? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, listen, he's like, I know who owns the yellow car. Fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he tells him who owns the yellow car. Fact. Okay. Which, again, is true. This guy, like these, at, at, to this man's knowledge at this moment, he was absolutely driving that car. Why would his wife be driving the car? Right. Mm-hmm. It had to have been Gatsby at that moment in that man's mind to be like, yeah, of course. The only thing he doesn't do. And he's like, do you think that he must have been cheating? <laughs> he must have been the one that she was having the affair with. And he's kind of like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I've had a bit of a hard day, so I'm not going to put that on myself right yeah. now. <laughs> You know what? It might always be a bit of a mystery, but that's a strong lead. I think you're on to something. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, yeah, like I ate all the cookies from the cookie jar, but he burnt the house down, so like maybe he ate them. Like, mm. what, like what, at what moment do you cut yourself out of that? I might have done that. There's no need for George to go shoot two people today. Exactly. <laughs> well, why do two people need to die today? <laughs> it's unnecessary. But also, I don't think he knows he's going to kill. He's just like, oh, we got to do something about that guy, and that's kind of how he leaves it. Yeah. And then this guy on his own volition is like, well, time to get to step in. Let's do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and again, in, sort of in Tom's defense is, is just the fact that Gatsby is legitimately a sketchy character. Like he's kind he of doing right it. to investigate him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Where did his money come from? How can he afford all this stuff? Like, especially, you know, uh, uh, Tom and Daisy all come from like old money. And that's a, mm-hmm. another big theme of this, like how even if you're new money and you put on all the clothes and do all the acting, you're never really going to, f- they're never really going to accept You'll never you. never be like us, Gatsby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, um, like, so, but those are legitimate questions where you're like, like if somebody just showed up in our lives all of a sudden and we're like, I am very rich. Here's where I went to school and photos of me there. And don't <laughs> ask questions about where my money came from. Yeah. I'd be like, and then tried to like sleep with your wife, you'd be like, no, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is a suspicious dude that we should probably look into. And turns uh, out he's, he's correct. Like he's correct to have done that. The, yeah. Gatsby's yeah. money comes from uh, crime. 
He's doing crime. But I like that. I like that what they do is every once in a while when when Tom does have a point, he's like, "Oh, like doing crime and 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 sleeping with another man's wife. What's next?" interracial marriage <laughs> and it's just like okay all right tom we remember you're bad it's fine yeah, you had a point you turned left you yeah. just really just a hard left there. yeah yeah it's like uh bootlegging's illegal yeah well i guess you know maybe i don't necessarily agree on the prohibition of alcohol because mm-hmm. morals change and all the rest but at the time yes i was thinking then like mm-hmm. and then interracial marriage you're like oh you lost me there man you yeah, lost, you lost me. Me. yep yep <laughs> you had a point and then you didn't and then you undid it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's for sure uh, pretty irredeemable. But like, there's also this whole thing where Gatsby is also doing a lot of the things that he's doing. Like he's mm-hmm. he's having an affair. Tom's having an affair. Yeah, like it's kind of I don't know. They're all. Uh, do we know how Tom made his money? Yeah, well, he's, 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 he's from a, fa- a rich family, right? Oh, yeah, okay. and he's a he's a polo man, isn't that the whole thing? Like he doesn't oh, yes. want to be referred to as a as sporting dude. I think the whole narrative with this guy is that he's super insecure, right? Mm-hmm. He's just a super insecure man. He needs to constantly be like, "Well, like I'm better than everyone. Look at my skin, clearly." It's like he has to pull reasons out of the atmosphere that aren't there to be mm-hmm. like, "Well, I'm good because of this," and like. I have to be with a lot of women because I'm very insecure with my manliness and like all this kind of like, don't call me the polo guy. Like, I don't want to be known as the the sport man or whatever. (laughs) And it's just like he's constantly like trying to secure firstly his position and also remind everyone else what their positions are. Mm -hmm. And he's just so like just dripping with this insecure... All these men are so insecure, it's insane. Like, it's just <laughs> this pissing contest that this woman, I guess, apparently wants in some manner, because we go back to this point a lot on this podcast, and it's something I would once again like to bring up. The answer can be neither of these people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That can be the answer. None. <laughs> No, thank you, sir. I'm going to go do something else now. Um, also, she turns out to be super bad to stop the car. God damn it. Yeah. Stop the car. You also know what happened. You can just say. And like the thing that really, really bothers me is it's like. Nothing would have happened to you. You're a rich white lady in the 20s. Just stop the car. Yeah, yeah they, they barely wrong? had traffic laws back then. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> there's, there's no lights. There's no nothing. This woman did literally run into the street. Okay. A ton of people saw it. Yeah. yeah. Yes, just stop. <clears throat> yeah, that's an excellent point. <laughs> And, like, I, I just imagine the investigator being like, it's a terrible thing. She ran into the road, got hit by a car, a car drove off. There should probably be some sort of law against hitting somebody and running away. But uh, we haven't even invented red lights yet. So, uh, <laughs> you know, this is the Wild West in terms of automobile law goes. <laughs> if she'd been riding a horse, oh, we could, we could have nailed her to the wall. But <laughs> Maybe one day. But. I'm sorry. 
Why? At, at what point do you not look at what you're driving in? You're done. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is a problem. <laughs> all right. This is why. I, that's another reason why I don't get all these people are like, "Are oh, you getting sports cars?" It's like, well, you better not break any laws mm-hmm. <laughs> because we know it's you, the one person that has, you know this one fancy car in all of Ontario, if you commit a crime, you're done. We caught mm-hmm. you. Yeah. There's no way. It's like every time, like I wear these really crazy looking jackets and every time I put one on, I'm like, well, better not do anything bad today <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to be ID'd. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's an excellent point. That's yeah, a weird it's a very... thing to pitch, though. Why do I think that? What do I, what do I think <laughs> on the other days? Ooh, I could get away with that. What am I doing <laughs> out in me. the streets? Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh... Rebecca's just getting into, like, urban camouflage gear. <laughs> <laughs> Dressing as a... <laughs> yeah. It's just a garbage can and being like, hey, 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 I'm good. <laughs> Look out for Rebecca tonight. Uh, you're asking for trouble if you dress as a garbage can in Toronto. I'll tell you. You're Just about to get fucked up by a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> Something's, yeah. I don't know why, but I'm picturing like a little pigeon periscope thing just sitting on top. <laughs> <laughs> Pops up and looks around. The head just moves, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, and like the... Like, going back to all that insecurity, though, like, the one Mm. scene that drove me so crazy, I was just like, again, uh, no, neither, third option. Third option, yeah. When it's Gatsby and Tom are in the hotel room near the end, and Mm. they are basically arguing back and forth about whether Daisy loves them. Mm Mm-hmm. And completely ignoring the fact that Daisy's actually in the room. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Although, okay... I will give one point to Tom because I, again, really like stretching my brain to figure out how this man's right in any points. Okay. Because you guys chose it. You are audience. (laughs) (laughs) I see why you picked this one. Um, But that whole scene, I was like, at least this guy doesn't seem to be losing it. He's like, yeah, you know, I've been cheating too. You've been sleeping with my wife. And he's just like chilling. Like he's just kind of <laughs> oh saying well. it. Like these are all facts. I get it. Of course you would cheat on me. I've been cheating. I've been rolling around. But you know you love me. Remember that you love me. I'll take you back. Don't worry. We're going to sweep it. I've been bad too. Um, you know, you got to give it to him. That was probably the best reaction he could have had to that. Yeah. <laughs> He he keeps it together a lot better than, than Gatsby does. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so he fucking loses it. Like, what do you mean? You I can be your only love. This doesn't match my narrative. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't match my narrative. Yeah, my narrative. Yeah, I can yeah. I and the like the, the line of like, you can repeat the past. You can just go back and make it better. You're like, oh, oh no, man. Like like, you can get back together with your high school sweetheart years later, but, like, when people are married and have kids, you got to be like, yeah, oh, you, you've had a past, I've had a past. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, nope. like, I feel like if these guys did, say they did just run away together, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like her life would be full of these things of his weird expectations of, like, well, that's not... I had imagined you did the dishes tonight, da- Daisy. Yeah. I had imagined that in my mind. That's what all of this was for. <laughs> this was really... Like... 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. A man who uh, secretly follows you and buys a million dollar <clears throat> property across the bay from you so he can hope to run into you at some point and builds his entire life. That's not a man who, uh, uh, real flexible, you know, going into the future. That's not a, that's not a guy who's uh, willing to let you yeah. do just whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I like that he had been throwing parties there for ages and built a giant house there and had been throwing all these parties, be eventually being like, Daisy will notice this and Daisy will come and then and then we'll meet again. And clearly that wasn't working. So he's like, I need a plan B. Oh, good. A weird dork has moved in next to me who knows <laughs> Daisy. I can exploit this somehow. <laughs> like, if only that had happened earlier and I hadn't bought this gigantic house. I wish I just met this weird dork earlier. I could have just done that. But... He also, I have a huge problem with um, this guy because he he doesn't ever act like he was ever poor in my mind. You know what I mean? Where he's just like, like people like serve him. I'm like, he starts throwing things back in the pool to make a point. I'm like, somebody's got to pick those up, man. Like, that's a lot harder to pick (laughs) bottles out of the pool than off the shelf, you dick. (laughs) Did you never work in any sort of service industry? (laughs) This is insane. He grew grew up in a tent in the dirt, and then I guess he worked on a boat or something? Yeah, well, this this boatman told me how to be a rich man, and then his his family stole his inheritance away from me. I think I was theirs, buddy. (laughs) They stole it out from, I'm like, I'm pretty sure. But he learned how to, to them. Yeah, he learned how to wear a tie and he learned the phrase old sport in a way that they lend a lot of significance to. That yes. guy says old sport in really slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there's a moment where Tom's like, can you stop calling me that? And I'm like, honestly, I'm on his side on this one. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Old sport. And it was the first time I'd ever heard that phrase. <laughs> It's just like, why Why are we learning this? Why is that important? Yeah, like, it didn't seem to be anything about, like, table manners yeah. or, like, if you're rich, you know these things. It's like, just call everybody old sport. That's good. <laughs> It'll work. It feels like it's one of those, like, old con men tricks. Like, if you just keep calling somebody old sport, they won't notice that you're stealing their wristwatch sort of thing. Yeah. Like, it's just like... Yeah. <laughs> If you carry a ladder quickly into a building, no one will stop you. Go, go, go. Yeah, and just going back. Yeah, the family stole it. I just want to be at that will reading where they're like, and uh, Charles III uh, gets the, the New Hampshire estate. Uh, uh, Ricky, uh, the, uh, the, the yacht uh, currently at uh, you know New York Yacht Club, um, and uh, and nothing for the young boy who <laughs> saved the old man from drowning and has just been on a boat with him for a few years and the whole family feels it's a kind of a weird relationship for him to have and we were like, man, like, we don't talk about the boy on the boat sort of thing. Yeah. Leave him the ascots and that way to address people he learned. And be done with it. He'll figure something out. He seems smart. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That that did stick out. Like, the family stole his inheritance. It's like, I don't know. I think that's just how inheritance normally works, buddy. 
Yeah. Were, did you have a job with him? Were you employed at all? Like, did you, <laughs> like, were you just hanging around with an old man? Did the old man know you were on the boat? Like, was he just drunk off his ass the whole time and just like, oh, we're, I guess we're in Sicily now. Like, (laughs) wonder how the boat got here. Let me tell you, this fork goes here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm learning a lot. Um, But also, like, even going further back into Gatsby's past, like, it is so disturbing to be like, he never accepted his parents as his parents because they were poor, and yeah, he was. thought he was God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, like, he was the son of God. And just like, <laughs> that's so epic and so unnecessary. It's like, I would love if it was just like a work my way up story. That's something I can get behind of just yeah. like, okay, rags to it. You, you know, you clawed your way up. But, like, they really make it, like, not even just that he bought up all of these, like, drugstores with this rich guy, but he's also just, like, fucking with the stock market and, like, taking as much as he can and, like, I don't know, ripping people off and then using that money to throw parties for one pussy. Come (laughs) on. Come on. No. Just no. We can't do it. Like that whole, I just, oh my God, I can't. Just call her. (laughs) Send her a letter. Do something. Like at a moment, at what point do you go, this is creepy. This is too much. Okay. And I think, I don't know, maybe it's just a woman. But at one point or another, we've all experienced that where you walk into a situation and you're like, this person has planned too far ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I feel very uncomfortable. One time I went on a first date with a guy, and he, and he held my hand, and he was like, when we have sex, we will make love. And I was like, well, never see you again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> that is horrifying. <laughs> what did he think it, my response to that was going to be? <laughs> oh, oh cool. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Look, looking forward to that. <laughs> looking forward to that. I feel Super. like this guy's just writing a script like a thousand times yes. Like that, honestly, <laughs> that's what he thought, I think. Something very dramatic. <laughs> but it, it's too much. Also, I'm sorry. And I, this is just a side note, okay? This is just me being annoying. I do not understand fireworks fundamentally. Mm. I don't get why anyone spends money on it. I don't get why we do it. I think it's a waste of resources. I and I find I, I'm just one of these. I find it so boring within 30 seconds. I watch 30 seconds of fireworks. I'm like sick. What are we doing now? Like what's next? Yeah. Like let's go. I'm fucking bored. Do, am I the only one that feels that way? I don't know. I- <laughs> Craig's like, I have never spent more than five minutes thinking about fireworks in my entire life, if you added it all. I have no strong feelings on fireworks. I dislike how they scare dogs. I think the colors are pretty. Do we need to be setting them off in the middle of a a city on a, you know, Victoria Day long weekend? Probably not. Should we all pick one? If we are going to do it, should we all pick one night to do it so it's done and over with? Yes. (laughs) I lately, because I've been, I've been, you know, trying to take Sadie out on walks at night, and she's still spooked residually from like last week's fireworks. And I mean, we live in like Little Italy, and 
I took her out that night and people were setting off like one solitary firework every like three or four minutes, which is enough to scare a dog, but not possibly enough to entertain a human. So I was like, what are we, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? That's what the dad yeah. has a bucket of sand in the backyard and is running up with like the Bic lighter. Yeah. And being like, run away kids. <laughs> then it kind of goes out and he's got to run up again to do it. I've been to those fireworks shows. Uh, <laughs> But he's doing this shit every weekend, right? Mm. And it's supposed to be this thing of like, oh, look at him act nice to people of all walks of life. He likes everybody sort of thing. But I'm like, but then you drive through this impoverished area all the time Mm -hmm. to go to your like fancy party again. Like spend some money on your community, dude. How yeah. hot, how much hotter is that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's gonna get Daisy up out of her seat. Okay, come on, a little charity. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> go to the go to the valley, help some people out, or at least you know stop your car when you hit them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, at the very minimum. <laughs> Don't go switch me seats. It's my fault now. <laughs> Listen, I know what the poor people in our community need. It is not sanitation. <laughs> it is <laughs> It is not to live in a chemical cesspool that is probably giving them all kinds of diseases. It is not affordable housing. All poor people in this city want is for us to stop our automobiles when we <laughs> savagely mow them down in the middle of the road. <laughs> and I think if I learned anything from this adventure, it was that. <laughs> Gatsby for mayor 2022. <laughs> 1922. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me ask you guys this, because this is something that I could I kept like kind of flipping back and forth on. Do you think Daisy cares about money? I see, I don't know. Um well if we're talking about how this film presents Daisy, mm. um I think the way that she's portrayed in this film and the way she's portrayed definitely by Carrie Mulligan is a little more um, thoughtful and a bit more of a person than maybe she's sort of um, presented as in the original book. In the original book, Daisy is a little more shallow and a little more vacant, and that sort of adds to the layer of tragedy that um, Gatsby has sort of based based his life around her. But I think in um, in this interpretation of Daisy in the in the in the in the film, I would say, I would say less so. I think she just, it seems like, it seems like sometimes she just wants to have a nice time. Um, and <laughs> just like, sometimes that can involve getting a bunch of shirts thrown on you and that's great, but. Um, <laughs> she seemed real into that. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone Although, loves getting I, shirts honestly, who them. wouldn't? I, that seems yeah. like fun. I get why cats like that. I, I yeah. honestly, I'd be batting those things out of the air. Seems great. Yeah, I think Daisy, in theory, like, if 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 Gatsby hadn't been like, don't marry me, I'm poor, I'm going to be, go become a millionaire and stuff like that, then if he hadn't done that, and then maybe she would have been like, sure, yeah, great. I'll hang out with this guy. Yeah. That's fine. I, it was I mean... So- 
Go ahead, sir. Oh, no, like I just keep going back to the, the line at the beginning where she's like, I had a daughter. Thank God I had a daughter. I hope she grows up to be a fool because that's the best thing that a woman can hope for in this world. And like, I feel like that's very uh, showing as to like mm-hmm. what she thinks of her lot in life. So I would say like, well, she maybe doesn't care about money. I don't think she's in a position to like change how she lives. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like if she's known that her whole life, then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was oh my god, yeah. that was a chilling sentence. Which she's like, I hope she's a fool. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, oh, I have the opposite wish. The opposite <laughs> wish. <laughs> if I ever have a daughter, I want her to be super frosty. Okay, I want her to stay frosty out there. I want her to know what's going on. <laughs> okay, figure it out. Jesus Christ, yeah, that's making me sweat just thinking about it now. <laughs> I hope. I hope my daughter is dumb and incapable of defending it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Yes, Jesus uh, Christ. And every man in this movie is just like, well, I'm just going to grab any woman that's around me, I guess. <laughs> it really got that weird vibe of, um, I don't know. Are people just looking at each other and fucking at parties? Is that a thing that has ever happened at any point in time? I'm I'm intrigued. I was just blown away by how that's like, ooh, well, we got a little look, meet you in the closet. <laughs> yeah. It was very like, um and when when Nick is at the party with Jordan and 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 the film does kind of downplay the fact that Nick and Jordan uh, I think end up dating originally, but they don't really the film doesn't make much of anything out of that. But the part where He's at the party with Jordan and this other rich guy um, in in a performance that I want to say rivals Tobey Maguire's beginning and end old man voice as worst performance in the movie. Um, you know, when he's like, I remember Gatsby, even though he's like not old. <laughs> um, but this other guy at the party is like. Get out of here, you rich men. Rich girls don't marry poor boys like you. Uh, it's just like he, every time he sees him, like, don't you see? You're too poor. Leave. And it, it's just like, it's just like Nick has been at this party with this woman for a minute and a half, and someone's like, you'll never marry her. And just like, what? What does this guy think everyone's going to this party for? To just grab someone by the wrist and immediately sleep with them and marry them? Yeah, like, like this guy's cartoon, like he he looked like he was drawn by an underpaid artist on the beach. You know what I mean? Like he just In, didn't... Insert rich character later. Yeah, like, like it really seemed that way to me. He was killing me. I was like, what is it? Because it, it really pulled me out. I was like, okay, I'm kind of buying everybody else. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Like... I just met this woman, and now we're going to be married, and you never see him again. <laughs> yes, like, never again. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, Not you're a character at all. <laughs> right? Yeah, rich people yeah. are fucking awful, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that's the whole moral of this movie, is rich people are awful. <laughs> Am I well, right? they lost everything in 1929, so it all works out for yeah, us. Yeah, take that. <laughs> <laughs> Nick got out ahead of the curve. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go nuts now. <laughs> Sell all my stocks before 29, and then, yeah, uh, yeah we're good. Uh, anything else we wanted to touch on with Grant Gatsby? I don't know. I feel like we 
Uh, I mean, they're all awful. <laughs> they're yeah. all just bad people. Yeah, we truly I, never settled on a villain. I'm inclined to say, is, is are we supposed to think the villain is the the inevitable forward march of time? <laughs> is that like is because <laughs> that was the, that was kind of right? <laughs> Gatsby's like, nope, you don't have to pay attention to the forward march of time, and I think you do. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> that that might be one constant in all of our lives, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, just yeah. throw that out there. <laughs> I mean, I think Tom was the main villain, but yeah. he's such like a the yeah. He has this thing where the side characteristics of him make him so unlikable and such a strong villain mm -hmm. that even when you're like, okay, I could see why you would do that, or you're right there, it's still overshadowed by the fact that he's a dumpster fire. Yeah, so it's like man. <laughs> I was honestly, while I was watching this, I just kept thinking this fucking audience choice. Fucking Christ. <laughs> ah, they knew yeah. what they were doing. They knew. <laughs> they knew what they, they were like. Here, try this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is why we should have paid attention in English class. <laughs> uh, I was never. I was actually never. Uh, I never had to read this. It was never oh. a part of my curriculum oh. to read this. So, yeah, it's just missed me completely. And every time I've seen an image, I'm like, I don't want to re read about a bunch of rich bitches. Like, I just. <laughs> <laughs> the one I missed in high school was uh, Romeo and Juliet. I oh. never studied Whoa. Romeo and Juliet because I was in the uh, the double cohort here uh, here in Ontario where basically there was two graduating classes. So our school ran out of Romeo and Juliet textbooks because there was oh, wow. like two grades of English doing it at the same time. So we did The Tempest instead. So I've never Tempest studied. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's not Romeo and Juliet. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it was a wizard. It's cool. Yeah, there's a trees and stuff. Yeah, uh, boats. I think. Anyway, uh, I think. But yeah, probably. Go ahead. In Doug. both in both cases, Baz Luhrmann filled you guys in eventually. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> I, mean, like, <laughs> I forgot that they did a Romeo and Juliet. That's... Where where the school system fails, Baz will come back around and pick out. <laughs> It's he's got you. <laughs> uh, yes, I think it's probably time to give our definitive rankings of how good the villain was. Uh, so I did the great scale. So in order of the great Gatsby, the great scale. Uh, so on a scale of Catherine the Great to the Great Depression, um, I'm going to give Gatsby a, a great Gonzo from the Muppets uh because he's uh he's an odd one and is always worried that he's not fitting in uh but it's not for the reasons that he thinks uh it's because he's actually kind of shitty at doing what he's trying to do all right all right mm -hmm. i've got the uh i've got the rich spectacle scale all right the mm -hmm. rich spectacle uh from uh tiny sandwiches stupidest thing i've ever heard of tiny sandwiches <laughs> to fireworks i'm going to give tom <laughs> Because I think he's the real villain of this. Uh, I'm gonna give Tom an ice, ice sculpture on a yacht. He's a fucking prick. <laughs> okay, he's a prick. <laughs> I don't like him. I don't like Gatsby either. They're all bad. It's all bad. <laughs> How about you, John? Um, okay, so on the on the light scale from uh, red, which did not exist at the time, as we discussed, um, to green, I'm gonna say Tom is a green light. Because he's very representative of the past, and I found myself really reaching to defend him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Very nice. So, and uh, we'll get to our heroes and villains of the week in a minute. But uh, first, a few ways that you can help out the podcast. So as we mentioned, this is Audience Choice Month, which means that our patrons on Patreon have uh, voted and the top three movies got done. Uh, we do that every month. Every month we have an Audience Choice episode. So if you would like uh, some say into what movies we do in the future, uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash the villain was right and sign up at our Two-Face uh, level. You become a Two-Face level villain and you will not only get to vote on monthly audience choices, but you will also uh, get early releases, get uh, these episodes out on a Tuesday rather than a Thursday. And if you want to bump that up to a full uh, $7 a month, uh, the Gollum tier, uh, you will also get two, that's two bonus episodes every month. Uh, so, and our entire back catalog of bonus episodes as well. Uh, so if you, uh, want to help out the podcast, have a few bucks, want to get some extra benefits from it, you can check us out at patreon.com slash the film was right. And if you want to get in touch with us, as always, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at VWR podcast, uh, villain was right at gmail.com. If you want to email us directly and villain was right on Facebook, you can hit us like we throw all of our episodes up there. So if you're like me and just want to click on links, do that. Just go to the Twitter. That's what I do. For my own podcast, I just go to our Twitter account and I click on links there. I'm not lying. That's what I do. You can, anyway. you can also just Google us. We'll be there. Uh. Yeah. And if you're like me, you'll type in Google first and then you'll go to Google and then you'll Google us. It's a whole thing. Uh, yeah, but that's, uh, is it for, uh, for how you can help us out. Um, and now it's time for our heroes and villains of the week where we discuss the people who inspired or disappointed us in our personal lives. Uh, I've got a, a bit of a light one to start off today. It's a hero, um, which is Bo Burnham's new special inside, uh, which I watched recently and it's a, it's weird. <laughs> I, I'm not sure it's, it's comedy, but it's like, it's a weird sort of thing of comedy. But, like, it is absolutely, I think, the piece of art that best represents what this whole pandemic has been, to be in isolation and everything. Like, it is, visually, it's amazing. He he basically has re recorded the entire hour-long special just in one room throughout the pandemic over a year. And, like, you can see his beard growing and becoming more scraggly, and it's just, like, some really weird shit. There was one... Um, particular uh, uh, segment he did. He did this song called Welcome to the Internet and uh, it was haunting. Like it's the style of it and like the things that he was saying is he sort of, I don't know if honky tonk is the right sort of thing for it, but like that's sort of what it felt like. But it really made it feel like the internet was has been this like horrible deal that we've made with the devil uh, and just how bad it has made things. And like, I, I, I had chills listening to it. And when we got to the end of that, uh, section in, in the special, I told Kat, I need to watch that again now. Like we're, <laughs> we're stopping what? this and we're going back to, to watch that again, because the way that like the pace frantically increases of this song and like the things that he's talking about uh, it's, 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 it's haunting and wonderful. And like, wh where's its place in the comedy spectrum? I don't know. It's definitely comedy, but it's super dark and weird. And, uh, it's, it's it perfectly captures kind of what it's like to try and 
have made it through this and also trying to be creative in this weird space. So highly recommend uh, everyone should check it out. So that's my hero of the week, Bo Burnham's Inside. I haven't been able to mentally prepare myself to watch it. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not there. I just keep right. saying, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm still binge watching third rock from the sun. Like, come on. Right. right. <laughs> it may a different, uh, different attitudes there. Yeah. Uh, how about you, John? Do you have a hero or villain of the week for us? Um, yeah, I tried to, uh, I tried, uh, I tried to think about, um, someone who I, I, so, a, a, a thing for me that maybe, and maybe you can relate is that I don't generally have, um, uh, experiences anymore and events don't tend to happen to me. Um, so that made this a little yeah. tricky. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you're preaching. <laughs> uh, but one thing that I I I, I did uh, I will say um, a hero a hero of the week uh, for me if I can get a little cute is is my aforementioned dog uh, Sadie who who I think demonstrated incredible uh, uh, poise and grace this week in in because like I know she's been really spooked by the, the fireworks stuff that happened in the week but earlier in the week she met a robot and i what i she did she reacted with in exponentially more composure than i would think a dog would have when meeting a robot i was walking sadie and a little robot uh starts and i realize i'm not describing this well um it was some sort of delivery robot which was a little pink box with a little like face on the front painted on the front on on four little wheels and like a and like a pole and now i'm doing what i do when i guest on podcasts which is i do too many hand gestures to describe something <laughs> which you can't my hand is moving up and down to indicate a pole um but it had like a little light and i guess cameras so that whoever was i assume piloting the robot could see what was going on and it was some sort of like I don't know. Maybe it was actually delivering a package. Maybe it was just an ad for something. Most things are just an ad for something. But um, this robot is going down Bathurst, and I'm like, it's stopping at a light. And Sadie and I are going to run into this robot. How's this going to go? I'm freaking out that I've seen a robot. Uh, but Sadie is just like, oh, yeah, cool. It's like a little moving. She, a person on a skateboard is this dog's worst enemy. Um, but... <laughs> If someone goes by on a skateboard, Sadie wants to kill them. But this robot um, is just like just zipping around. It stopped for us. It like stopped when I got in front of it. It was clearly aware. There was clearly someone piloting it. But Sadie was just like, "Okay, this is this is like a box. I'm not. This is fine. This is a neighbor who lives in my neighborhood. It's a weird box." Um, and I was like, "Sadie, you're being." so much more chill about this robot than I would ever be as a dog. And I'm very proud of you. Um, anyway, that's a, that's a very long way of saying that my dog has been through a lot of, of really um, anxiety inducing incidents lately, but um, meeting a friggin' robot is apparently not one of them. So I'm very proud of her. <laughs> I love that. Maybe Sadie's thing is like, and or uh, cyborgs. It's like if you're a person on a skateboard, that's a combination of humans and wheels that should not exist. Yeah. That is an abomination. If you're all of wheels, that's fine. <laughs> all wheels are all human. You decide. I will not stand for this cyborg cross. Don't be both. So. <laughs> yeah. Get off the pot. <laughs> oh, that's great. Mm. Uh, what do you got, Rebecca? 
Oh my. Okay. So like, much, much like John, I uh, no events have going. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Nothing's been happening, right? So you got to pull back. You got to go from the dig deep. <laughs> yeah, dig deep. Get in that file folder. I've been watching um, hacks lately. Um, mm. and it's been making me like think about my own like comedy like com- you know what I mean like the struggle you have coming up or whatever like your biggest bombs and all that kind of stuff and it reminded me of just one of the biggest bomb like the biggest bomb I've ever had in my life like I think I'll tell this like I'll still think about it when I'm like like 30 years from now I'll still think about this bomb <laughs> like we all have one of that you know what I mean all comedians have a little register of like oh top five those mm-hmm. are the worst shows I've ever done <laughs> and this one was I think I feel it worse because it was a big deal to me at the time. <laughs> it's funny now because i know all the mistakes i made now i can go oh yeah you fucked up there you fucked up there you fucked up there but when you're living it you're like shit i was booked it was for like um i was basically opening for like a radio recording and they were like oh if we like it we'll put you on the radio too and I was like, unreal. I was only like a year into comedy. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's amazing because I'm a Canadian and we don't get anything. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, fuck, yeah, I'll do that. And they were like, yeah, like, it's just going to be five minutes. Um, like, I had to travel for it, which is also hurts when you got oh, when you're on the road. <laughs> so I had to travel for it. And it was the first show my parents ever came to see me at. <laughs> it was being recorded like 30 minutes outside of my hometown which means there was also other people there i knew for sure (laughs) but i'm just gonna we're just gonna block that (laughs) so of course i'm so nervous but i'm doing that thing where i'm like visual i'm like my reality will be success i'm gonna do this it's gonna i'm gonna succeed right but only i make the mistake of it had to be clean right and when you start comedy, most people not clean <laughs> mm-hmm. because the funniest and easiest stuff to do is dirty jokes. I still do dirty jokes. I like that. But uh, some people grow out of it. Right. And of course, me a year in, not at that point. So all I did was take the dirty parts out of my jokes <laughs> and just like slammed them all together as well as I could of like, this is going to be the tightest five you guys have ever seen. Watch out. And it was also the first time performing in a theater. So if you're in a theater, like the laughs are different. The timing's different. It's a different skill you have to learn. And of course, I haven't learned any of that at this point, right? So the host goes up. And when I say hot crowd, I mean just the hottest crowd you have ever seen. Like an indestructible crowd. Like you could have went up and made fart noises and these people would have clapped, like stood up, (laughs) lost it, right? They would have loved it. I go up there, first joke, couple of titters okay not bad you know it's a we're we're gaining we're we're building steam here we're 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 doing it um i think i got one more half laugh and then four minutes of silence oh i'm sorry i forgot a very important part of this story as i was rolling up (laughs) the people at the theater were like oh your family's coming let's sit them up front and i said no no don't do that And then they laughed at me and I laughed because I thought they were laughing just because I was so serious. No, they thought I was joking. 
So while I'm bombing, silence, in a theater, okay, for the last four minutes of this thing, I get to stare at my parents as I'm doing it. I sit down, I get to the dressing room in the back, and I, and I to this day, I'm like, I, I remember doing this, and it's so mean, and I'm like, why? I was praying for another comic to bomb. I was like, anybody, please. Just, if I could get one bomb on my side, I could tell myself this is fine. Nope. Everyone had the set of their lives. The set of their lives. Oh my God. That was the hardest bomb. I you know, yeah, like I just, you know, you when you feel like you're back there. Yeah, have you ever been paid and went, are you sure? That's what I said <laughs> when they paid me. I said, are you sure? And he said, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Anyway, <laughs> so I that felt was the that, first time. I felt that parents. so hard. Oh, God. Oh, oh buddy. Oh, man, didn't oh, give feel up. That. Feel <laughs> that in my soul. But yeah. I would say that might have been, I would say, the closest I've ever been to quitting. <laughs> I went home and went, mm, is this for me? <laughs> <laughs> it's good to reevaluate your life, everyone. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. You got oh, to. <laughs> man, that's rough. Um, well, I think that does it uh, for us. Uh, John, uh, where mm -hmm. can people get a hold of you? Any projects coming up? Uh, Anything you're working on? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, well, I'm still doing um, sketch stuff. I did a, uh, I did a, a series on, on YouTube um, during, during this whole past year where I've just been shooting a sketch show at home, and it's called Now More Than Ever, and you can find that on YouTube. You can find me on Twitter at OKJohnBlair, okay just the letters O and K, and then John without an H, and then Blair. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm still just doing a, a bunch of, uh, sketch stuff. I'm working on, um, uh, this probably won't be done for a while, but I'm, I'm just starting to work on, on, on something that I've been working on for a, a long time called, uh, Let's Fight on the Internet, which is a, uh, an, ins an instructional series about how to be, uh, how to be the best you can be at having, um, bitter arguments with strangers online <laughs> and all the tips and tricks and terminology that you need to spend all of your days and nights worrying about that. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm, that's, that's in production now. So hopefully that'll be out sooner than later, but, uh, yeah, just, just making, making sketches and telling jokes essentially. Great. Yeah. And absolutely. If you have not yet, uh, this will embarrass John, but John is actually a previous hero of the week for us. Uh, for your now more than ever. Uh, so oh, absolutely go check oh, that guys. out. It's so uh, good. So funny. Check so funny. Madsen's Apples. That'll get you hooked. And then just watch every episode <laughs> after that. That's just the one that's going to get you hooked. <laughs> I've watched yeah. it like 50. I put it in one of my playlists. I don't know if anybody else does this. I do YouTube playlists where I'm like, if I'm feeling sad, I'll watch all my sketch, like all of the sketches I like back to back. John, you made the playlist, buddy. Yes. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Go on. I'm a tastemaker. Let's do this. I, I put that piece of music on, that like stupid uh, piece of music in Madison's Apples yeah. sometimes. Just to, I eventually just, I found that on like, because I searched like royalty free music to use in my sketches. And I yeah. found that one day for something and I was like, this is the stupidest piece of music I've ever heard. And I laugh from beginning to end when I listen to it. And I just need to put it in something. Uh, so I was like, oh, good. The thing about the furious man. I'll put it in there. Oh, my God. That's that fucking own. boat I, music. <laughs> 
Anyway, sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, where can people grab you or uh, get a hold of you, Rebecca? Uh, as always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on, you know, any platform of your choosing. Next week, it's again, we're doing audience choice again, and it's our last audience choice over the hedge. We're doing over the hedge. That's your last pick of the month. So excited to do it. And as always, guys, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you to snack on the rich. <laughs> the Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Rivemi for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>